Hi, Andrew Myatt here. Welcome to Oxford Vineyard Extra, a podcast to give you some Bible and some things to chew on when we have a community weekend. Have you noticed how much conflict there is in the media? Much of it's disagreement over ideas and ideologies, but the way people disagree is often through personal attacks rather than working together to find a solution. So attacking each other rather than attacking the problem. And it's not just politics, but from where I stand, the political system looks pretty broken. Many of the stories in the media are simply personal conflicts. And the way some people use social media is far from helpful, venting their angst into the void, but in doing so, damning other people and making a fool of themselves. How we get on together is of vital importance. And we started this year with a short series on relationships. So here's a little bit more to get you thinking. It comes as no surprise to me to find that the Bible has a lot to say about how healthy relationships work. Jesus said, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. You'll find that in John's account of Jesus' life in chapter 13. The whole chapter is well worth a read if you've got a few moments. So what should our relationships look like? Jesus talks about a love for each other that is so deep and powerful, so different from what the world offers, that it will be obvious that we are his followers. Does that mean we have to be best buddies with everyone? I don't think that's possible. Uh, But we can be loving in all the different kinds and stages of relationship. So here's how I'd like us to think of the different kinds of relationship today. Hand-to-hand, face-to-face, eye-to-eye, and heart-to-heart. The first one is hand-to-hand. And I'm not thinking here about hand-to-hand combat, but of giving each other a helping hand. This is showing love to someone who we don't know well, might never get to know deeply, may never even see again, but we still have the God-given opportunity to love and serve them. There are numerous occasions where Jesus healed people and never saw them again. Can you imagine this situation? Thousands of people swarming around, wanting to touch his clothing so they could be healed. Not wanting to know him, but just wanting something from him. On every occasion, Jesus reached out his hand to bless them, and he never pushed them away. Just after Jesus had performed that incredible miracle of feeding 5,000 people with just a few loaves and fish, and his disciples also had come back from a ministry trip, we are told in Mark chapter 6, verse 30, that Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. Busy, busy, busy. There would have been virtually no relationship with the people they were ministering to because there were so many of them, but Jesus always offered a helping hand. We'll talk more about rest and solitude another time because they are also vitally important. We have lots of opportunities like this every week. Chances to be the hands and feet of Jesus, showing his heart by the things we do and the way we treat people, even on social media. It's good to remember 
there is no uh, that there is no one that God doesn't love no matter how unlovely the things are that they may say and do, the politics they represent, their ethical position, whatever it is that we find disagreeable or offensive about them, God loves them and uh, we can express his love to them in practical ways. So that's the first one, hand to hand. The second one is face to face. When we're face to face with people, we're beginning to go deeper into relationship with them or maybe even start. When Jacob and Esau met after many years of estrangement, we're told that Esau said in Genesis chapter 33 verse 10, to see your face is like seeing the face of God. What a beautiful statement. Jacob and Esau had allowed a breakdown of relationship to occur which kept them separated for decades. Jacob knew that at one stage Esau had wanted to kill him. That's quite a breakdown, isn't it? But it was when he saw his face that restoration happened. I've often found that the conflicts that bounce around in my head disappear when I'm with those people. The internal arguments that would separate me from people have the rug pulled out from underneath them when I see people face to face. When we start to see people face to face, they are more than trivial acquaintances and we begin to get to know them. This is where the Greek word koinonia comes into play. It's often translated with that rather churchy word fellowship. It means to communicate, to share things, to work together as a way of building community and making a contribution. And it can also mean intimate friendship. This is something we want to grow in personally and to see flourish in our church family. I think our church has always been strong in this area, but let's get even stronger. If you're new to our church, a great way to gently grow deeper into friendship and to make a contribution is by joining one of our Sunday ministry teams. You'll work with the same group of people each time you're on the rotor. Uh, this is part of our spiritual and emotional growth and it complements the relationships we build in our connection groups and communities. These face-to-face -face relationships are very valuable, but they only go so far. A Sunday morning can be a very busy time if you're serving on a team and so we need to find other places for our relationships to deepen. So that leads us to eye to eye. The phrase seeing eye to eye implies that we agree with someone. I'm simply meaning here that we are going deeper into relationship than simply face to face. Some people say the eye is the well of the soul. And so when we see eye to eye, we're seeing more deeply into someone's life and knowing them more fully, just as we are allowing them to see into our life so that we can be known too. One of the diseases our society is suffering from is isolation. We're surrounded by people and yet often we are not known. When James tells us in chapter 5 verse 16, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed, he's encouraging us to have a group of friends who we allow to see into our life and to know us as we really are, rather than the falsely perfect social media representation that can be so easy to project. It's never comfortable to confess our brokenness. Uh, 
and the things in our life that are part of the darkness and are offensive to God, things that break down our relationship with our Heavenly Father, but can also stop us being real with each other. They keep us bound. Now, I'm not suggesting we tell everyone everything, but it is good to have a small group of friends who know us better. So I wonder what that looks like for you. This may be the one thing from this podcast you need to take away and put into action. Our connection groups are a great place where we can be real with each other and gradually open up to one another. I appreciate that some people have been very hurt previously in relationships, and so it takes time. And uh, we are happy to give time for that to happen. C.S. Lewis wrote, Friendship is born at that moment when one person says to the other, What, you too? I thought I was the only one. A feeling of isolation is one of our enemy's favourite tools against us, and it's a wonderful place of freedom when it's broken down. The fourth and last one is heart to heart. It's the deepest kind of relationship. There are very few people we go this deep with. Proverbs 12.26 says, A righteous man is cautious in friendship. Revealing the deepest part of our being to someone else is not something we should do carelessly. But uh, being heart to heart with someone is best done when we've been through the other stages of relationship and they've proved trustworthy. When we start dating someone, we begin to get to know them. That relationship goes deeper during engagement and God's plan for us is a marriage that should be a heart-to-heart relationship with a constant loving and truthful communication, time together, sharing at the deepest level of that Greek word koinonia. When we planted this church, I knew that I needed another person other than Mandy with whom I could also go heart-to-heart. So I chose carefully and agreed to be accountable to each other, to speak into each other's life, to be real at a deeper level. And I'm so grateful to Jason for being willing to do that. But after a year, he moved away. And so I began the process again. The same thing happened repeatedly. A heart-to-heart friendship which lasted for a number of years before they moved away. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, it doesn't matter that we're no longer in the same country. We can contact, uh, we can connect rather, anywhere around the globe on a video call. In 1 Samuel chapter 18, we're told, after David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. There is something very special in a deep friendship like this. Now, don't make the mistake, there's nothing erotic about it, nothing homosexual. It is simply a strong and healthy relationship with a friend of the same sex. It's simply a deep bond which is healthy and life-giving. This bond is often called a soul tie, and we'll talk more about that when we do Finding Freedom, both the positive and the, the negative soul ties as well. 
When we feel discomfort, it's a situation where God is offering us the opportunity to help us grow. The discomfort may not be caused by him, but it can be used by him for our good. As it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. It doesn't say that God causes everything, but he takes everything and he works it together for our good, for our benefit. He's constantly doing that. He's on our side. He's working for us. Growth means change. Change is rarely pleasant. can often be very uncomfortable. God can use our boundaries being broken or even spiritual warfare for his purposes. So if you feel uncomfortable for any reason, the question to ask is, Father, what do you want to do in me? How do I respond to you? I think God may be bringing us into a season of things coming into the light so that he can set us free. He loves us too much to allow us to stay in the same place. This is a season of things coming into the light. So often God offends the mind to reveal the heart. So I ask, what, offense, uh, what does this offence reveal to me? It may be something about who I am or who God is. Friendship that we've been talking about is the place to go to work these things out. And we need people to support us and minister to us as we go through these times of growth and freedom. Don't allow yourself to be isolated. Don't become cut off. Don't withdraw from relationship just because you've become offended. That's the worst thing you can do. Instead, press into relationship. They say a problem shared is a problem halved. So how are you going to take this forward? Well, it may be that you could ask God to show you if there are any friendships you could strengthen or take deeper. That would be a good thing to do. Uh, a second thing would be, because of the wounds we've received in the past, sometimes we need ministry to release us so that we're free to go deeper with other people. Again, Connection Group, brilliant place to be able to get those kinds of things dealt with. Finding Freedom also will be coming up soon. And we also have Emmanuel Prayer, uh, which is a fantastic tool to help break the power of some of these things from the past. And then lastly, you may realise that your conversations with people have been more shallow than they could be. So that's an opportunity to go deeper. Let them see more of you and ask them more about themselves as well. That's all for today. Please join us on Sunday if you can. A warm welcome will be waiting. Just come as you are.